G'day, stick around until the end of this one to get the details on the current interview sales for Summer Aquatics and to hear how you can get your free entries in for the 1 million UPEX grand prize and other massive prizes in the final 2023 show of the Upland Down Under podcast. In this episode, I was very fortunate to be joined by 2022 Upland Player of the Year nominee and fellow Upland UCN broadcaster Radish Head from Upland Analysis. Although he's been fairly quiet on the broadcasting front of late, don't think that means Radish Head has lost any of his enthusiasm or commitment to the Upland metaverse. He's been channeling his energy into a myriad of community-driven initiatives, including, of course, being the manager of the Holliswood Node in Queens, which is currently at the top of the Neighbourhood Rating Score leaderboard, which just so happens to be right above my own node, the Genesis Node, Midtown Terrace in San Francisco. We spoke about that battle, of course, as well as his history, contemporary Upland events, and Radish's future predictions and plans in the Upland Metaverse. If, like Radish Head, you're willing to keep putting in the time and moving forward in Web3, then one day you might also find yourself climbing up to check out the view from the top step in the Metaverse and beyond. Warning, the information and opinions within solely the views of the individuals involved contains content not suitable for anyone. Right, we're here with Radish Head. How are we doing, Mike? Hey, how's it going? It's fantastic to be here. Um, it's been a while. So, uh, yes. yeah, very excited. All right, yeah, there's a lot to catch up on. Um, I went to bed last night uh, feeling good. I moved a whole bunch of Daycon map assets. I thought I'm, I'm in the right spot here. I finally got the factory cleared out. Everything's going good. And I woke up this morning, turned on Discord, and Discord was on fire. Yep, as it sometimes does. <laughs> yep. <laughs> what have we had? Cool, da- cool, cool down implemented and all sorts. Wow. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, quite something. <laughs> I don't know if you want to, to wheel us into that one straight away. Well, or, maybe, uh... yeah, that's a good point. We, we might dive into some other stuff because there has been a lot going on. Um, it is getting to the point of the end of the year where we just get smashed with stuff continuously. Um, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, absolutely. There's heaps to talk about. So, And, of course, we have the Neighbourhood Ratings Contest. Yes, yes. If you've clicked on this from the thumbnail, don't worry. Um, Radish and I are friends. We do not want to murder each other. It's all good. Just a bit of clickbaity <laughs> stuff. Yeah, yeah. I had so much fun doing those um, pictures, trying to explain to my wife and kids what the hell we were doing. <laughs> it's just the uh, the life of a, a content creator. I've got a I've got a folder full of faces of me, yeah. just in various positions. It's it's a very odd way of life, but <laughs> absolutely. Yes. All right. Well, we dive straight into this first up. Now we did see that we had the second. Uh, city rush thing this this new system where they got for releasing locked properties what, what was your take on this this new system rather than just releasing them at whenever i think it's i mean it certainly seems to be really engaging um for the average player like i've seen a lot more you know ongoing discussion about these uh you know mints just in the discord and around the community than i think i otherwise would have done if they just dropped them um it just seems i don't know i think it seems a bit fairer as well like i i haven't managed to get anything but at least i feel like i had a fair shot um whereas sometimes they just release unminted properties i'm like well i i never even had a chance um so i think this is this is great and there's also some kind of like uh utility i guess for the block explorers right like if you collect all three yep. there's something going on there so I think yeah. there's a lot of interesting things to talk about. So you said you had no luck with the RNG gods? No, no, not even close. <laughs> yeah, I managed to get the, one of the first ones, um, but then for the property that I got 
it was like a, just a the basicest, cheapest property you could get out there. So that I wasn't very oh, lucky. Man. But at least I had one. So um, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> no luck with this one. I did get up at whatever it was, 3 a.m. and check in. I think I was 14 hours or something. No, maybe it was, that was somebody else's screenshot. I think it was nine hours or something. So I just went straight back to sleep, Yeah, and, which is probably just as well because it turned out that it all crashed and burned and they had to turn it off for a while. Yes, and I am, I mean, fair play to Upland. I'm, I'm glad they did just turn it off because yep. I was getting flashbacks to the um, the Detroit City release where like 90% of people just couldn't play the game, including me. And then yes. by the time we all got back in, everything was minted that mattered. Oh, like, that was ridiculous. So I'm glad they just pulled the plug on it. Yes. Now, what do you think about the the quantities at play here? Obviously, they have to they have to juggle the amount of properties that are available as these kind of locked properties in San Francisco. They they must have some indication of what that is. So we had, I believe, it was eight hundred and fifty um, opportunities for part one, and then that dropped yeah. down to two hundred for this recent one, and then the next one, holy mother, it's only fifty. Interesting. You 50. know what? I didn't even look at that. That's interesting. Yeah. I mean. Um, I, yeah, I like that the block explorers are changing each time. Um, the yes. price, of course, is nice reflected well. by the rarity. And if you manage to get them all, you get a very cool looking badge. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I think it's, that's probably one of the more interesting things to me is the badge mm. because they're trying to make these badges a thing. Um, you know, they've, they've sort of been in the game from the very start, yep. but it's cool to see them getting like officially recognized. Like I think people, people will kind of commit resources to get a, a badge. Yep. Like, I think that's a new avenue of like engagement that Upland haven't really tapped into yet. Um, so I think this will be an interesting experiment on their part to see what people are willing to do to, to get a badge. Um, but yeah, I mean, in terms of the quantities, I, <laughs> it's a weird one, isn't it? Like, you know, it, it related to what we're talking about later about the, you know, the treasure hunt drama, but Upland know, they've, they know like what the Upland world's going to look like, right? Like when it's fully released with all these cities, but we, we don't, <laughs> it's just, it's a very odd situation. And they've, they've tried different events um, over the, over the years really to sort of, you know, bring out, unreleased properties into existing cities and um yeah it's always a bit of a mystery from that respect in terms of what you know how many properties what they're worth and uh, and how we're going to get them so this is just another another part of that journey but maybe this one's going to be really successful and this is how they're going to do them all going forward because i think this is a good one i prefer it to um what they've done in uh like other cities where they're just like, hey, here's some unminted properties, go get them kind of thing. Yeah, well, what was the, do you remember what the details were for that neighbourhood that was above Manhattan? Is it Mint something? I forget what it is. Oh. Um, neighbourhood there? And they, they what kind was of, that one called? It turned into like a... Uh, like Mint Hill? Is that it? Oh, oh yeah. Something Wait, what like did that. you say? Something Hill. Mint Hill or something like no, that. No, I don't think it's Mint No, that it seems too obvious, doesn't it? yeah know. no it's i think it might be something hill or something heights but whatever know. it's that one that one was sold like at um that was an interesting one because they uh sold that one almost 
with the current markup built in, didn't they? Yes. So they were like, you know, yes, we know that most of Manhattan was minted at like 5k Upix or whatever, 10k Upix. Marble but- Hill. Marble Hill. Yeah. Um, but we're going to charge like 100k Upix for Marble Hill. But you also donate money to ukraine or something That's i'm sure right. there was like was tied to, ukraine. to that yeah, yeah, yeah there was like a donation element mm-hmm. to it as well um which was interesting yes but going back to badges i never really gave a toss about badges to be honest until recently when dtech turned me around um because he was going for this latest master builders competition and i you know there was a lot of um uh upsetness in the UGC content creators community about, you know, why is there no Spark rewards? The rewards for this one are so piss poor compared to other ones. And DTEC's like, no, I'm all in on this because you're going to get a badge and it's going to be specific to this one. And his kind of thinking at the time was like, those badges might be important, maybe not right now, but you get one, two years down the track and there's way more UGC content creators. And if you're going to employ somebody and they've got, well, they've got, the whole range of badges, that's almost like um, an extra point on your resume. Yeah, that's a really good point. It's, it's, mm. it's the closest thing, really, that Upland has to, like, an achievement. Well, that's not true, because they have achievements now, kind of, with the yeah. tutorial centre. But, um, yeah, it's, it's a bit like that, right? Like, somebody can look at your profile, theoretically, and see, yeah, all of the things that you've been involved with. Like, I like the... Um, my favorite is the Genesis week badges because they kind of upgrade. So presumably they're just going to keep on upgrading every year. So long as you keep like attending the event. So I've got like Genesis level two. I don't think there's any, I don't know yet if I'll be at Genesis next year. It's uh, quite, quite pricey to get over there, but it's, you know, just the opportunity to rank up to a level three badge is um, quite enticing. So yeah, I could see people, yeah, certainly doing UGC elements for badges. I think that's that's a good idea. Yeah, I wonder if it's going to be like the the collection chips. Remember back in the day, the collection chips used to stack, stack, stack until they changed yeah. the system. Like and badges, then you couldn't even see your character. Yeah, badges. <laughs> if you keep getting badges, it's going to look like the bloody coronavirus. <laughs> yeah, uh, they need honestly. They need to think about that because it is it is laid out in a very similar way to the old. Um, yeah the old way that those um, tokens stacked on the profile. So if they are serious about adding badges for events, they will need a new way to display those. Absolutely. Now that wasn't the only tidbit that's there too. Look at this next part. You also win an exclusive map asset trophy. So that's kind of cool. That, that is cool. You know what? I didn't even really read this. I don't... <laughs> yeah. Usually I'm always on these announcements, but uh, I had a bit of a, I just saw that I had to register for some sales and I just, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Map asset trophy. That's fun. Well, I wonder how that's going to make the, the old uh, Spud Wars people feel about their trophies. Cause back in the day, they got 3d trophies as part of that first, second and third, I believe. And I don't believe that they've been fixed. They were available for a while, but then there was some weird glitch where they went under the ground or I, f- I forget what it was, but they had them removed. No, I, I can't comment on that. That is, Spud Wars is before my time, sadly. Before your time, I was yes. not, not involved. All right, but it's it looks pretty fun. Um, like I said, with the, 
like we've got 850 for the first round that was already done, 200 for the one that's just completed 50. So that's 1,100. Um, if it turns out that there was 1,100 and change properties available, then you'd think fair enough. Um, I, if it turns out there's another 8,000 properties still in San Francisco, I might be a bit like, well, come on, you could have let people have a, more opportunities, but maybe they'll do different yeah. rounds. Exactly. And that's, that's kind of what I mean. Like I, I genuinely would be quite surprised if this was it. I feel like they would have made a bigger deal out of it if mm. this was every property. Because they, I don't know, I feel like Upland is just like very nervous to like fully let go of a city like i feel like they love having at least something in yes. reserves you know to sort of incentivize people for contests or you yep. know events whatever um yeah so I, i'd be surprised if there weren't more san fran properties under the hood somewhere yeah well as as you were just saying that it reminded me that we have had precedent for this which was with chicago chicago was fully minted out and then they just lumped another eighteen thousand properties on it which just destroyed the market so and it, it never recovered either actually no i think San, yeah. uh, chicago probably dropped from like i think it dropped from like eight or nine thousand up its floor to like five or six thousand and it's yep. it's like it never really recovered from that and i was quite upset because I was like, that was my main source of properties was Chicago. So, yeah, it's yep. annoying. But well, I, I did the same. Chicago release, I went all in on the, the start. I think I spent close to 17 million UPX in Chicago, just minting up all of the 2,000 to 4,000, 5,000 properties. So yeah, I went yeah. gangbusters and I was watching that market price. I was, you know, going to start offloading those at the 10,000 mark. Yeah, and then yeah. and then it just dropped. So I think I offloaded most of those at around six, high six. As I was just like, right. no, I just got to move on. Otherwise, I'm going to be yeah. sitting on these for another year. Well, I'm, I am still sitting on mine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So, no, all, all in all, I think that is a good system. I like that they're experimenting with new things. And, you know, at the end of the day, they are giving, you know, a bunch of people a chance that they may not have had if it was just like okay middle of the night yeah. here they are that here's suddenly a whole bunch of properties released oh too bad yeah. you're asleep you miss out absolutely all right so yes that's not the only news of course we did have um this is one that's been brewing for a while the x nft project um mm -hmm. what do you think about this one i tried last night on my phone and I got to the point where it was trying to load on my phone and it just said uh, there was some kind of error like your device is not compatible. Um, I do have an old iPhone 11 and I hate upgrading it because every time I upgrade it, it ruins all my apps. So that's probably on me. Have you played around with this yourself yet? <laughs> I have. I didn't even try doing it on my phone because mm. I knew it wouldn't work. So, well, I, I tried, I flew over to Arlington and then I got told <laughs> while I was on the plane that, oh, no, you don't actually have to fly there. You yes. can just, yeah, you can just sort of click it. So that was unfortunate i think my block explorer is still in texas somewhere nice but um yeah it's all it's pretty good i think it's it's a good start i think it's quite clear that um there's still like a fair bit of development still to go on it yeah. but you know for what it is it's it's kind of exciting right like it's like the first first person 3d like yeah. layer two experience i guess if you don't count yeah yeah it is it would be yeah 
And um, yeah, if if you listen to any of those guys talk, like I've interviewed them with um, Cheese back in the day, and they're just super passionate. Some of the stuff they got going on is just incredible. So yeah, it's it may be like the racing situation where we're getting a minimum vile product that's going to be upgraded as we go along. Um, I was very impressed with the pack prices, weapon packs, basic pack, two thousand UPX, premium three, and elite five. That that seems incredibly fair. Like yeah, that's, to the point um, of ridiculousness almost. Well, I mean, it's just it kind of all depends on how that economy is going to be balanced, I guess. Like, are these going to be consumable items, or you know, are they going to be permanent things like you know, guns or or ammo? Yep. Do you have to buy the ammo? <laughs> I don't mm, know. Yeah. Yep. Um, but yeah, it's certainly. I think it's a sensible idea to make at least the basic pack as affordable as possible. Like, I think if I was running a game like this, I'd make the basic pack like a thousand, two thousand upics, yep. and then. But to be honest, I'd make the elite pack like yeah, like hundred thousand. I want yeah, yeah. I want people to like feel like they're they're high rollers when they got the elite pack. Yeah. Um. So, yeah. But we'll see. I thought it was interesting too that there, there appears at least from that announcement that there was no USD option. Mm. So. Yeah, that is interesting. I think it's um, it sets quite a good precedent to be honest, because um, yep. like you know that's the whole point of Upix is that it's a token that has value within the Upland ecosystem, right? And you can, you know, if you can earn maybe in this game and you can buy your your packs in this game and then get it back out in upix and then sell your properties in dollars like it just makes sense yep i like it yes yeah, so yeah that i think that's a good point too if you're talking about consumables like ammo then it makes perfect sense to have a cheap entry price um i am not a gamer by any sense of the imagination so i'll i'll definitely get over there on my crappy old laptop and have a look at it um i'll definitely buy up some packs to be part of the the system and support the community or whatever but i don't know i these sort of layer two things, anything that takes me off the layer one mobile experience, it's kind of like uh, I'll go and check it out and, yeah, that looks cool. But if I've got five minutes here, ten minutes there, it's not the yeah. sort of thing I can – if I can't do it on mobile, it's going to be hard basically. So. It is – yeah, it is quite a hard sell, I think. The, um, the, the ones which have done absolutely the best so far are ones which are – kind of fully fledged experiences in their own right that you want to spend a decent amount of time playing like not not five or ten minutes like you can spend so long playing uplandia and i have i've spent hours and hours playing it yep. um and that's that's a real fun one so yeah i think people are going to sort of figure out over time what gets people excited and yeah what's a bit of a harder sell Yes. Now, have you seen um, Mr. Alan C on Twitter and about the place? He's been putting out a, a heap of his Supex games, little mini games as part of that competition that he's obviously going all in on. Have you seen some of those? To be honest, I have not. I'm not. Yeah, I'm not on Twitter at all. Okay. Yeah. But they're, they're very, they're very kind of Twitch mobile games. Like they're very much those. You've got a couple of minutes. You can play it here. So I'm hoping some of those come through as a bit of fun. You know, if if there's a way to do that on mobile especially with an old device like mine and i can you know again you're going to that dev shop so you kind of are leaving the app but if it's a mm. seamless process and i can do it easily and i can play around for a couple of minutes and earn some upex or lose some upex yeah that that's yeah. probably more my 
ball game. Yeah. I mean, the, the guys behind Upland are, I always say this on, on my channel, but like they're, they are smart people, like no matter what people like to say, like they know that at a very basic level, like you want as few like interruptions in that experience as possible. Cause every single interruption is an opportunity for somebody to like, just leave. Like yep. they want it to be seamless. Um, this is clearly like the best they've got at the moment, but there's no way that they're not like thinking, how can we try and make this a bit more integrated? There's yep. no way, especially when it's quite clear. This is such a major part of their vision for Upland. Yeah, for sure. And I, th I think we've got, um, again, we've got precedent for that with the, the cafe system that they're developing, you know, that, that yeah. was, there, there has been improvements made so much so that I was actually able to get into one of that last one on yeah, my phone. First time ever. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so hopefully that will continue to improve. Is that whole system like you are a content creator, a broadcaster would running your own cafe? Is that something you're going to be playing around with? That's Honestly, like ever since they announced that, that was kind of one of my main objectives. Um, and I've kind of been like subtly feeding into X1. Like I want to be able to broadcast to people playing Upland. And yep. he seems to be kind of not just receptive, but sort of saying like, yes, this is going to happen at some point. Yep. Um so yeah, that that's absolutely something that and if I have to buy like a radio license or whatever, that's fine. Like that's just you know, people get enjoyment out of different things. And for me, that's that's what I want out of the game. So cool. Now do, do you have scope within Holliswood to be able to fit that cafe because they do look quite large? I know in Midtown Terrace yeah. we're very restricted on oh, I was so lucky to be able to squeeze a speedway mid-adventure. It was literally by smidgens of margins yeah i do have i do have a couple of properties that i think could fit it i do have plenty of properties in the in the fuller park node in yep. chicago that can fit it but okay. that's really yeah for that for that kind of community engagement meta venture i think hollisford would be a better fit but if it has to go in fuller park then so be it you've got options Yes, absolutely. Yeah. All right, there's a couple more things. Um, we did see two as well. They dropped. Um, I think everyone was expecting something like this. Thanksgiving 2023 bundle sale. Obviously, Thanksgiving's not a thing in your neck of the woods or mine. Um, but what do you reckon? Bit of fun? Yeah, just it's yeah. just that's all it is really, isn't it? <laughs> now, what's for for um, comparison's sake, so what is 9am PT in your time zone? What does that work at? It's uh, 5pm. Oh, so, so perfect. It's actually pretty good. It's yeah. like you come off work yeah. and, uh, oh, actually, are we in? Yeah, the clocks have just changed, so it's 5pm. So it's 5 an hour ahead. Yeah. So, yeah. So that works out well for you. Yeah. I still get frustrated that it you know there's an hour gap when it's you know one of these things where i have to get up at 3 a.m to see if it's worth getting up at 3 a.m so that's no fun i i do i do feel the pain um if, if even if nobody else seems to care <laughs> exactly yes um so what do we got here sale registration yes upex bundle quantity 300 again i'm you're talking about 55,000 unique active wallets over the week and we're doing yep. bundle sales of 300. Is, is it enough? I mean, they're trying to generate value through scarcity, right? Uh, yeah, and... but that, that's at the risk of pissing off, you know, 
<laughs> 56,000 other people. You know, it yeah, seems you know bizarre. 50,000 active wallets a, a month or whatever, but 20,000 UPIX isn't like a tiny, tiny amount, right? Like, mm. I know for you and me, that is a tiny amount, but for yeah. like a lot of players, that's, you know, I don't actually know how many players have 20,000 UPIX just to chuck it mm. um, like a random block explorer. It's not like a 1,000 bundle. Yeah. So. I, don't know. I, I just wish that you know it's these things where i kind of don't like this oh you have to be there you have to have so much luck associated with um your place in the queue it's it's all there's so much luck base to it well i i keep going back to the the good old days of san francisco where you could take weeks to decide do i want to buy this so imagine getting this and you know, okay, like you said, you don't have twenty thousand upix, but you really, really want it. You've got to if if there was three thousand of them, and like there was a thing in there, so so one person can't just keep buying them up even with a cooldown. It's a one and done deal. Yeah. If there was three thousand days for them to sell out, yeah, yeah, and yeah. and you could say, okay, I really want this. I have to now sell some properties. You know, it gives yeah. you the time, the the breathing room. It's I don't know, just just this constant push of the FOMO, the aggressive FOMO push. I really, I find it yeah. a bit um, distasteful and not really reactive to the realities of the community. Three hundred for how many people are playing this game just seems crazy. Yeah, I mean, it's intentional. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yep. but but I I do agree. It's um, yeah, but I mean that's just the kind of it's the kind of game this is i guess now and it's the kind of player that we're attracting as well like i don't think most people have like a massive issue with you know the fomo i think yeah. i think people kind of embrace it a bit well it is the kind of the classic nft system where you have to be in there and you got to be quick and you got to get it so you know yeah i think i think that's all it is but yes yeah i get so your what point. do you what do you get for 20,000 Upix? You get a unique mix of two NFTs. This seems to be like a common theme they're building towards two. So you get a block explorer, an additional item, 75% chance for a map asset, otherwise a wearable. Oh, hang on. Or a small yep. chance for a surprise unique, unique item. item. I didn't even see that. Yeah, there you go. That's something, isn't it? I'm going to have to buy these now. See, look, FOMO, FOMO, FOMO. Spoken <laughs> the FOMO. Um, one type of Thanksgiving bundle will be available on the web or mobile version for USD or UPEX. Okay, so that yeah, it's like like the Halloween system basically that we just had. Yeah. So what can you get? Block explorers. Yeah, they look pretty cool. They're, they're all right. I like Map the cornucopia. Assets. Yes. Map assets. Hmm. Okay, a big massive fruit basket just sitting out the front of your yard. <laughs> <laughs> all right i like the sign that's cool a hat yeah right yeah. all right what Not about bad. the wearables i haven't looked at this that's yeah Ooh, that's kind of cool dirty. it's very very gobble gobble i think i think that could be quite a popular one actually yep so that's interesting this, we'll have to do some digging to find out what that unique item might be so oh there's be... gonna be we're not gonna know anything until the day and then somebody's gonna post in discord Yes. And everyone's going to go mental. Yes. Or oh, people, I love when people do like a, a pre troll. So they'll see that and they'll go and 
get their MS Paint kit out and they'll slap something together oh, yeah. and they'll say, look what I got. Everyone be yeah. like, what the hell? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you give something. me an idea. <laughs> yeah. So that's always a bit of fun. And, of course, the last one, which is what I alluded to before when I woke up this morning when um, Upland General was just on fire, is more changes to treasure hunting. Now, you, aside from being a uh, broadcaster, you are also a moderator in the general um, yes, and you would have seen this all play out this evening. Your time, yeah. It's um, it's a tricky balance being a creator and a moderator in times like this. To be yes. honest, <laughs> um, yeah, I put my two cents, my two upex worth opinion in there. I, I think, I think overall, this is a very positive step. I think it's um, something that should have happened from the get go. You know, hindsight's a classic thing. Um, makes perfect sense. I mean. So what is the basic deal now in cities like Tokyo and London and future cities where it isn't all released at once? Well, it, it's the treasure hunting, at least it's not going to be a tier one. If it is a tier one city, it's going to be staggered based on the, the properties that have been released. Yep. So what was your general overview of the vibe in the community? Um, man, I mean, <laughs> it's, it's like a war zone in there right now. Yeah. Um, to be honest, I always felt like I never did the London or Tokyo treasure hunting, yep. like purely because it didn't feel right to me. Yeah. Like even though I could have been taking advantage of it, like and sh I I refuse to believe that a lot of these players didn't also think like like it the like the balance was just way off. Like, why would you ever treasure hunt somewhere else when, like, London was so tiny and you could just kind of bounce around it? Like, it just, yep. yeah, I, I didn't even want to participate in it because I genuinely felt like it was not a great thing for the game. Um, and I didn't really want to be part of that. Um, so yep. personally, I'm thrilled that they finally kind of addressed that. Yep. Um, and... I would be stunned if that is the only change to treasure hunts that we see in the next few weeks. Yeah. Yeah. I think it makes perfect sense. And you're right. That's taking advantage of a short-term opportunity because that's all this ever was, was a short-term opportunity. We knew these cities were going to expand and it was kind of almost comical to see people in, in Upland General and in some of the other servers, kind of getting butthurt. Oh, what? They're expanding London, but now I'm going to have to buy more properties for my treasure work. Well, you knew this when you went into it. Yeah. Like this, this is the thing. It doesn't, it, in the big picture, it doesn't really change anything because these cities were going to expand anyway. And if yep. anybody who is familiar with London knows that it's going to expand a lot, like a lot. Um, yeah, the, the London in its current size is absolutely tiny compared to what it's going to be eventually. Yep. Um, so your properties were going to drop in value anyway because, you know, people, yeah, will need a bigger web. Um, so it's just fixing it, as, you know, up front instead of way down the line. And I'll tell you something. I think a lot of these changes have to be related to the sparklet stuff, right? I just wrote that down and double underlined it on my notepad next to me. Has yeah, to be. Has to be, yeah. Because, yeah, it, it was a short-term window of opportunity where people were just 
almost farming the spark. They're just grinding it out, which, you know, all, all yeah, fair play. If, if you're willing yeah. to put the time and effort in, good on you. Yeah, I'm not saying it wasn't, you know, a lot of work to do it, but yeah. it was not, it was not balanced, right? And yeah. um, it, it, I don't actually think it's that hyperbolic, hyperbolic to say, like it genuinely could have threatened like the entire economy of the game. I really, I think, I think if people like started to catch on that this was a thing you could do, especially when Sparklet comes out and inevitably lots of other gamers are going to come in. Gamers who, you know, the type of people who will literally spend like all day thinking like, how can I grind as much money out of this as possible? They're going to like find this immediately and start telling lots of other people. And um, yeah, they're all going to come in and grind for Spark and just crash the floor <laughs> so it's good yep. they're patching these things up now in my opinion yeah I, I agree as well i think um this is all this is all headed towards preparing for sparklet going you know on the open crypto markets because you know you can imagine a system where they want to give spark a more utility which is going to give it more value so if you're having systems where it's relatively easy to grind that spark out then it kind of throws the balance of all that way out of whack and yeah. to be really tricky to manage so better to rip the band-aid off now i reckon yeah and um i think generally the days of like infinite farming uh for treasure treasure chests is not going to be around for much longer i'd, I'd be very surprised if sparklet came out and there was still a way that you could get infinite treasure chests Mm. Um, I think they'll have to put some kind of cap on the amount of spark you can earn per day. I, I really do think that's probably coming. Yeah. What the, there's also a long unfulfilled promise in the, um, the roadmap as far as, uh, mining for spark that goes way, way back to the release of before Bakersfield and places like that. So Maybe that's part of it. Maybe yeah. that's going to be a system that's finally going to be implemented as well. So I hope so. I hope so. But yeah, they've been... I, I don't know if it's... Is it still on the roadmap? Because to be honest, if it's not on the roadmap now, I'd say they've quietly dropped it. I, I'm oh. not expecting to see it. But that they sold so many of these Terraformer block explorers based on that whole premise. And those were expensive items back in the day to get. So I don't know, to just co quietly push that under the rug would be messy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No kidding. Yeah. yeah. So, so that was, that was the recent treasure hunting changes, but obviously that's not the, not the only one that's happened recently. W what was your thoughts on the whole axing of the web-based hunting? Um, Personally, I don't really hunt that much. And when I do, it's mostly on my phone anyway. So for me, not a big deal. Um, but that one, I do see, I'm a, I'm a lot more sympathetic to the people who are upset by that one because, yeah, it's it sucks, right? To be honest, I'd rather that they just paused it full stop like rather than doing this weird thing where... You know, because some people aren't affected at all and some people, like, they've got absolutely no chance. Like, it's, it's, it's probably worse doing it this way than blocking it on phones, right? Because, like, there's, you know, only being able to do it on phones, I feel like, limits the user base a lot more. 
because um, yep. you're there'll probably be more people that can't really hunt on a phone than can't hunt on a computer. But I I don't under you know I don't know what the nature of this exploit is they found. Um, it'll be interesting that they're never going to tell us. No, but, there's a lot of speculation out there, but I, I I think it for them to make the move that they did, they must have found something that was monumentally flawed in the system or being taken advantage of or something. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it must be like we, we've already known about um, like certain programs that can kind of say like they don't really treasure hunt for you, but my understanding is they put like overlays on your screen so that like it will show you the ring of like where the treasure could be based on the hints that have been given. Yeah. Um, I don't know if that is a serious enough exploit to justify this. Cause we've known about that for a while. Yeah. Months but, and months. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. Yes. Interesting though. Yeah, it definitely is. Um, so you, you said you're not much of a treasure hunter yourself, except on mobile. Any yeah. particular reason for that? I don't know. I've got my, um, I've got my web in Chicago, um, which is probably why, to be honest, because Chicago might be the worst city to treasure hunt in. And I was feeling really good about it, but I've got like 500 properties there and I I, I still can't really do it. Like the city's just too big. Yeah. Um, and I've always kind of had a problem with the way that the, like the arrows are balanced across cities because really I think the hints... If like in Chicago, if you start the treasure hunt like in the middle of the city and it says it's up, but it's like a blue arrow, mm. that could be absolutely anywhere. Like there's <laughs> such a massive gap yeah. that you but there's other cities where you know you'll instantly be able to like dash around. So I think the fact that I committed to Chicago is a big reason that I just don't have the energy for it. Yeah. Um but I've done a few. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's fun enough, but I don't know. I, I bought most of my sparks, so I don't really fancy doing treasure hunts. All right. All right. Well, I think that gets us up to speed with everything that's happening about the place, unless you've got anything else going on. Nothing, nothing too exciting. All right, then we'll dive into all about you, shall we? So you've been around. I was having a bit of a sneaky peek before. You've been playing for a bit over two and a half years, April yeah. 2021. I guess a classic question for people out there who aren't aware. How did you get involved? How did it all come on your radar? All that sort of stuff. What hooked you in, yeah, yeah. et cetera, et cetera? And two and a half years, it flies by. Um, yeah, I think... And how did I join? I think I clicked on an ad, which is something I never do. Um, and it was an ad on like uh, like Reddit, I think. Mm. I think it was a Reddit ad, which is really weird for me. I don't mm. think I've ever clicked on another one. Um, but there's, there was something about, I mean, obviously the metaverse hype was kind of a thing yep. then. Um, and I really liked like Miles the Llama. I say this to people, it sounds so stupid, but I just liked Miles the Llama. I just thought, hey, that looks like a fun experience. So I sort of clicked it. Um, and I, I pretty much threw myself headfirst into it immediately. Like I think I made the classic rookie mistake. I pretty much bought $100 immediately. Yeah. So I never had a chance to get any FSA properties. I bought like two 
and then I put in a hundred dollars. So yeah, I kind of regret that. Um, but yeah, I mean, the rest is history really. I mean, I started my YouTube channel, like, I don't know, five months after I joined. Yeah. I, so I, I noted that much, down. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's pretty much been, you know, related to, to my upland progress from the, from the very start. So what was the catalyst for that? Was that um, to assist people not to avoid some of the pitfalls that you yourself found yourself in? Or was it a just you were all in on this is awesome, let's share the love sort of thing? Or? Um, it actually started with a really um, like topical event at the time. Um, like the, what was the site called? Upix World. Upix World. That site had gone down, right? Went down in like October. And it, it, it was like the only tool available to like analyze prices at the time, like in terms of like what's the floor and all of that. Um, was so, that Upex Land you're talking about? The classic yeah. one? Well, no. That, or the other one that was there? Uh, no, yeah, yeah. What was that one? There was a it was one. I thought it was called Upex World originally. Isn't Upex World's TML's one? It is. Yeah. It used to be. Oh, the other form yeah. of it yeah the original one yeah yeah Yeah, so that that was it went offline for a few weeks and um, people were like really like struggling for for data so that's sort of where my channel originated was literally i just used to sort of do what um uh, blue rain does now on her channel just go through like each of the cities um pick out like the floor price and i used to have like a little you can see on my early videos i used to have like this um powerpoint deck that i used to like track like the graphs of all of the different city floors and i used to say like oh you know chicago's going through like a uh like a resistance level or whatever like a <laughs> so, full-on so technical funny. analysis yeah, yeah i was trying to do like technical analysis on upland nice. um which was quite funny um, and then I think the channel really blew up when I started um, going into uh, like collection predictions for city releases. Yep. So I was sort of one of the first people to really do that on a on a larger scale. Um, and then after that, I just kind of turned into more of a variety channel, I guess, just sort of talking about what's happening in Upland. And I think going forward, um, and I'm covering a lot of ground here, but That's all good. I sort of have a vision of being like the layer two guy because i'm hoping that as lots and lots of these experiences come in i i think it might be really tricky for somebody to kind of keep on top of all of them so it's also like going back to my original um you know thesis i guess that i want to be the guy to sort of present all of this information in one place but instead of you know city floors or, or or analysis it'll be more like hey here's all of the the layer two things i tried them out um mm. you know here they are what do you think kind of thing so that, that's sort of where i think the channel will probably go because you had yeah well that that would be very um well accepted in the community I, I think um you have had a bit of a break for a while is that part of it like trying to recalibrate what your focus is going to be or yeah yeah i mean it's just been there's been a lot going on uh, on my end to be honest um but um i've never stepped away from upland um i've kept building my the communities i had on the go um but yeah in terms of of, of content it's been yeah definitely a few months probably probably not since genesis week i'd say 
See, it's been a while, but I want everyone to know that I have still got Upland very much in my heart and all of the people who watch my videos. So please keep an eye out on the channel because it's it's literally, I don't think a day goes by when I'm thinking, ah, oh, like I really should be making a video about this. So it is going to happen. And when I come back, you know, it's going to be like nothing ever changed. There you go. So jump on over and give um give Reddishhead some support over there. Drop a comment and maybe let him know what you'd like to see in the channel, something like that as well. Yeah, absolutely. All right, we're going to do a bit of snoopy snooping into what you've actually got going on, a bit of your history. So, yeah, we just got up here, joined April 6th. Um, now, that's when you became an official uplander. Yeah. It, would that be the same date where you, like, uh, pretty much upgraded um, straight be like away? A There'll be a couple of days in it. A couple of days. No, yeah. no, it would have happened immediately. Yeah, yep. same day, definitely. All right. Now, we're just looking at your charts. Now, I like to pretty steady growth there. So if you listen on the Spotify, it starts off pretty slow, nice and gradual, and then there's a couple of big, massive jumps, including this one here. What, what was going on on 18th of January, around oh, January, man. end of January? Whew. Ooh, I think... That was probably the greatest trade that I ever did in Upland. Mm. Um, it was a property in Century City in Los Angeles. Yes. Um, I minted a massive skyscraper. It's a, it was a, it's a marked property called the 10,000. It's, um, yeah, it's like right on the border of Beverly Hills. Yeah. And um, somebody wanted it as their, like, hq i guess in century city so they traded me like five million upix worth of property for it cool, nice. um, yeah <laughs> so that's pretty good yeah that's very good so then you climbed up a little bit and then there's a bit of a dip down there what what was going that on that would there? be me that would be me um buying spark because ah. it doesn't yeah 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 and then just a nice gradual up and down still chugging yeah. away yeah, I cashed out a bunch of properties to to buy Spark, and I kind of regret it a little bit. But you know, it, it's tricky because I've done a lot with the Spark, um, but I do get a little bit disheartened seeing how much free Spark some people have managed to get from treasure hunting. But yeah. you know, they put a lot of work into it. You know, that's fair enough. But I spent a lot of money on my Spark, so yes, you know. Um... Well, yeah, you like everybody, I suppose. You're just waiting for that um, extra utility to come through to give it a yeah. bit more functional value. Um, and yeah, because you've got the Fuller Park, Fuller Park, sorry, project. I'm sure we'll dive into that in more details coming up. Which obviously that's all about Spark. So Upland assets. So I was having a bit of a sneaky peek before too. Um, you got a lot of structures in where was it? Oh, a lot of structures in Fuller Park, of course, yeah, of course. and of course Holliswood. Yep. Um, and then a few spatterings here, there, and everywhere. Yeah, it's. Um, I mean, I used to have a uh, a period where I was just buying like structures with properties because I thought mm. they were underpriced. Yep. Because um, at the time, like. I was calculate. I was, I was probably trying to be too clever. I was I was calculating like what a house like should be worth based mm. on like the spark hour rental rate, and um, like even accounting for like some opportunity, like like how long it takes to build it. I guess, and I was like, some of these houses are really really cheap, like a lot cheaper than 
what it costs to build them. Yep. So I just grabbed a few, but <laughs> now I don't think a property of a house is worth anything um, unless it's part of a community. Well, you can only play with the cards you've got at any given point in time. And, and at that time, that might have been a very good strategy. So if, yeah. you know, various yeah. things had I'm played not... out differently. Or exactly. Not. Yeah. And that's, that's, that's what kind of uh, really guides my play style is I'm always looking for like the next, you know, opportunity, I guess, like especially weird niche ones that other people haven't seen. Yep. Um, like there was a period where, as you can see, I was just buying a lot of block explorers and I still Absolutely. think block yeah. explorers is the way like I'm, I'm feeling really good about these like going forward. Like if Upland takes off, I think some of these older block explorers are really good. And I especially love the trader ones. I've yep. made sure to keep a full collection of the traders. Yep. I think I might be like the I must be one of the only people to have a full collection of the traders because there's only like 200 of each. Yeah, that's really epic. Yeah, the Tokyo one, London. So you've got the full set up to date. I've got all of them. Yeah, that's one. amazing. Yeah. Very cool. And then, of course, your Block Explorer, your director's Block Explorer. Um, yeah, he's great, know. isn't he? Yeah, I genuinely think he must be one of the best director explorers. Like they got shading on him. I don't know how they did yep. it. Oh, it's there's awesome. some horror stories out there. So I think you've you've <laughs> lucked out very well there. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Whoever whoever did mine, um, thank you. It's really, really good. Yes. All right. Now you've got a good spattering of NFLPA legits, football legits, um, yeah. a few structure ornaments. One thing that stood out, only one outdoor decor map asset, one totem. Well, yeah, it's it's weird for me. Um, I mean, for a start. I do have a few totem passes that I haven't exchanged into totems. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm planning on going pretty hard on totems actually. Mm. Um, I think, I think they could be yeah really good, but for other outdoor decor, it's just, I don't know. I like them, but I really value having like a large pot of upix to spend yes. and like on city releases. Like I, if I have less than a million Upix, I feel like naked. Uh, it's, it's really weird. Um, so outdoor decor is just, it's just a bit pricey. But I'm, I'm planning on, and obviously Fuller Park is pretty outdoor decor motivated as a concept. Yep. So I'll have to be delving into that world pretty deep at some point. But as of right now, I just value the Upix more than the decor. Yeah, well, it's a, it's a lesson that I've learned kind of the hard way over many years is that maintaining a decent stack of liquidity is one of the hardest things to do in the game, especially when there's so many FOMO opportunities out there and, yeah. you know, collection <laughs> speculation and all the rest of it as part of vanilla, vanilla release. It's, it's very easy to get sucked into actually, well, now the collections are revealed and here they are, but you've got no Apex. <laughs> you know what? I went into London and I was feeling really proud of myself because I had like one and a half million Apex. Um, and I floated by, I was on Oxford street and, um, I knew that was going to be a collection. I was like, this is the most obvious collection. Um, and the only thing that I could get was, um, the, like a massive, it's a very, I can't remember the name of it, but in London, it's a very famous shopping center on Oxford street. I was like, oh my God, this is like 
money. This is like free money. And I mm. clicked on it. And it was like three million upex. Like honestly, I was I was this close to putting like a thousand dollars into the game and getting it. I think Abdullah got it in the end, but. Mm. At the time, I thought if I knew like a hundred percent is going to be a collection, I probably would have done it. But I only, I only knew like ninety percent that it was going to be a collection. So I just thought it's just, I can't. <laughs> but yeah, liquidity is king, and um, I think a lot of Upland's decisions are actually to try and reduce the amount of liquidity in the market as much as possible. It, it only benefits them for people to not have any. Yeah, of course. Makes perfect business sense to milk the community of their free Apex so that they have to dip into the pockets. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. That's cool. So you said that you're still holding on some of your passes. You haven't traded those in yet. What's what do you? I love passes. I love them. They're my favorite thing. Yeah, yeah. I think they look fantastic, Mm. and I love the way that the mint. Uh, the max mint number goes down like it, it tells you how many of them are left mm. um, and there's just something really special about I've got um, like loads of FIFA passes where there were like a hundred of them and now there's only like 15 and it just feels like oh I've got like something quite rare now yeah, well, um, it's like um, you, you'll see sometimes in America where they do these like uh, sports trading cards you know, um, conferences and things, and somebody will pay like $25,000 for an unopened pack of, you know, 90s NBA things, and they're looking in there to see if the Jordan card's in there. Well, yeah, in, exactly. in some of these totem cases, there's still some very rare ones out there. Oh, yeah, I could have you're them. You're holding the I key. Could have yeah. them. But you know what? I kind of, it's like a, yeah, it's a philosophy thing, I guess. Like, I prefer, to sell like so the because i've got um shops where i'm selling the uh, they're on my market but i think i might pull them back and just hold on to them to be honest but i like the idea of selling the opportunity of having something amazing rather than like the guarantee of something like average you know because that's on average it's probably going to be something average um so i think people are willing to pay for the chance of having something really really good mm. um, and i'm willing to you know no you know if if something opens it says radish you just sold me like the greatest totem of all time good for you yeah you know that's just that's just the chance i take um yep. but yeah that's kind of how i feel about passes yeah you, you can't look back on that and and kick yourself for doing it you yeah exactly because to be honest yeah you never get anywhere um so yeah i i think that's one of the best things that upland ever did was move from those like nflpa boxes that like pop open and just a bunch of stuff flies out to like the the passes that you can exchange at your own leisure or not at all and just sell them that's so cool like that's yeah i think that's one of my favorite things Upland's done in the last year that not many people are actually talking about. Yeah. Well, it's that it's happened to me before What I don't know what I was doing at the time. And I know this has happened to people, even at city releases where they're trying to mint properties, but then suddenly all those NFL oh, PA yeah. boxes pop up <laughs> one after the other. <laughs> yeah. Like, I think that might've happened to me actually. Yeah. yeah it's happened it's to awful. me. I forget what it was. It wasn't anything crucial, but I'm like, not now. God damn it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. Well, that's cool. So h- how has your luck been with the RNG gods as far as like um, getting in line to buy the totem passes and even like you exchanged your one there? I've, you know, I didn't dive into the um, stats. Was it oh, the one I exchanged one? is it's rubbish. Mm. <laughs> well, it's not that bad. I think it might be like bottom like third. So mm. it's like it's it's a, it's a bit it's a bit worse than average but it's not terrible yeah um but i've been really lucky actually with with the totem queues i don't it's it's a bit weird like i'd never ever get first in these queues and for some reason i've been able to i should have one more pass than i actually have mm. um i this happened to you i know i got to the front of the queue yes it said um it was like I think I was on mobile and I tried to use my like wallet and it wasn't working and I went on my computer and it kicked me back to the back of the queue so that was really annoying uh but yeah other than that I think I've been able to buy two passes with upics which is crazy good luck Mm. and I bought two with USD but I only got one of them because the other one glitched Oh, so really no. i've been at the front of the queue all, all every time well that's lucky yeah i've had no luck with the upx ones i've had to always go for the usd and that's another thing that's hard to it's hard to maintain a usd balance because it's either you pull it all out or not at all yeah yeah that is true um so, i've been my usd balance is currently zero because i have been buying things in fuller park trying to get this racetrack ready mm. <laughs> Yeah, I was just getting some other stuff ready, but yeah. And does that go for the vehicles as well? I saw you've you've got a few cars there, five cars there. Yeah, um, I wasn't I wasn't that lucky with cars. Like I think you'll see they're all series two. I didn't mm-hmm. get anything in series one, even though I applied for everything. Um, but I think as time has gone on, they've just become a lot less competitive. Um. I think, yeah, some some of the utility for the cars has taken a bit longer. For uh, certainly, I was expecting the trucks to like have trailers and stuff by now. But yeah, because I know people paid a lot of money for those um, yes. those those haulers. Um, I th- I still think they'll be worth it when that functionality comes out. But but yeah, I've just got like a weird selection of cars. I did spend like a decent amount buying a um like a series 2r or i don't know what it's i can't i forget these names but it's like the r version of one of the series and that that was kind of for um the racing events like you know that shamrock event because it was the way they sort of did the brackets i was like oh this is like always going to be the top of this bracket Mm. kind of thing um so that, that was my logic um yeah but i don't know yeah that's that's good yeah well i've, I've kind of taken a gamble on that because i've been i've been waiting and begging upland to hurry up and get these transportation mechanics in because i i don't know if you know i i spent 26 hours last week moving decor from the factory to the various showrooms all up because it's just the laborious one at a time grind. And I've been whining and whining, come on, give us the mechanics. And just this week, I thought, you know what? This is a unique window of opportunity where I can essentially airdrop these from the factory to any showroom anywhere on the map 
So I've taken a bit of a gamble and I've, I've put, I'm putting up 30 showrooms all across just about every city and I'm going to try and stack them full of decor map as it's before the mechanics kick in. So I'm actually yeah. hoping, I'm hoping for a three, four, six month delay on that now. So that's, that is honestly, that's the way to think about it. You got to look for opportunity where before there is frustration because, yeah. you know, that's just how it is with Upland sometimes. Yes, absolutely. So we'll see how that plays out. All right. So that's kind of, I guess that's how you got where you, you know, the background of where you, where you've come to find yourself now. Now you've mentioned, we've talked about Holliswood, of course, which is currently now, I don't know. Yeah, well, you, how's it looking? Look I haven't it? checked it today. Um, let me bring it up. Yeah. So how did, first of all, while I'm getting that ready, why Holliswood? What was about that area that stood out to you and how did that all play out? How did that come to be? It's an area that um, had a, a little bit of hype, I think, going into the Queen's release. Um, I think, I don't even know why, to be honest. It's just a nice area. It's just like a nice, because I, I think it was between that and Kew Gardens. Um, and I, I think I kind of said going in, like I'm buying properties in both those neighborhoods and the one that is not a collection, mm. I want to be my residential node because it's a bit messy making a node out of a collection because there's all these speculators. Yes. Um, so, so that was sort of the very start of it. But one of the reasons I picked Holliswood specifically, uh, and it sounds so ridiculous, but it's, it's because the roads are like curved. Like mm. if you look at it on a map, if you go to Queens and zoom in, it stands out from a mile away. Like there it's the only neighborhood that has like actual smooth curved roads. And I was like, oh, it's like, uh, it's like, it's not even America. It's like somewhere in Europe. And mm. I thought this will be the greatest like racetrack uh, location in, in New York. Absolutely. Because it's actually got like smooth bends. So that was sort of the original dream was like it'd be my sort of residential hub, but also like look at Pompeii Avenue on yeah. the right there. Like that's like a slalom. Yeah, absolutely. Big it's amazing. Yeah, it's like yeah, an S bend. My laptop doesn't like it when I do share like this, but we'll we'll endeavor to get through it because it's, it is looking fantastic. I I, I love that you have a color coordinated oh, yeah. color scheme. <laughs> um that's probably one of the things I regret about Midtown Terrace. Um back in the day people said, What's your color scheme? And I was just like, Oh, just put whatever you want up. Um, I eventually, yeah. with some of my builds, I purposely did it, but I, th I think it looks great. I did red and white because it's like a radish, I guess, yep. or sort of. Like they're the sort of radish associated colors. Um, but then I didn't realize that Portage Park was using the same color scheme. So I do feel a bit bad about that. I promise I didn't copy them intentionally, even though I think they were first. Um, oh, it'd only be an issue if your node was in Chicago as well. I think it'd been in a completely yeah. different city, <laughs> almost sister yeah, cities so. or whatever you want to call it. Yes. Yeah, so what's actually happening with the node wars, um, Midtown Terrace and oh. Hollywood, we were neck and neck on 12, uh, 13.274 for a couple of days, but yes, Hollywood has pulled out in front currently 13.275 Midtown Terrace, 13.272. But I think the party pooper I this month, it maybe Greenwich Village because they are racing cuts no. and Mercer no. Manor. There's a big push there as well. Yeah, actually, that's quite yes. impressive. I didn't see that from, from Mercer Manor. Yes. Um, but Greenwich Village, I'm not feeling it. I'm, I'm going to – you can you can laugh at me on the show in a couple of weeks, but I am going to 
officially say that they are not going to get number one this month. I'm not feeling it. They've been know, too I, slow. Well, yeah, they, I know they've struggled to get the numbers compared to previous attempts because this is their second month, I believe, pushing that yeah. particular one. So um, maybe, maybe the month after, but not this month. I don't yeah. think so. Yeah, Merced Man has come screaming up the charts. I know I'd put a bit of a call out within uh, the UDU team. I said, look, I'm not really going to push anything, but if you do want to switch over your residence over to Mid-10 Terrace and just see where we end up, go for it. But it's not something I'm going to aggressively push. And there were several people that said, well, I can't do it this month because I've actually committed to Merced Manor. So there's definitely... I don't know if you've... I don't know if you've seen on my channel, but I've I've done a couple of videos now where I've looked at like oh the most uh, highly developed neighbourhoods in Upland. Yes, I did like I a have. top ten ranking, and yep. Midtown Terrace has been like number one constantly. They've they've like always been at the top. Yeah, um, and I just want to have I just have to throw it out there that both of our nodes should have been collections already. Like yeah, yeah, come on. It's there's no no question about it. Um, I do think Upland needs to one revisit the formula for like how they score these neighborhoods, and two, they it's ridiculous that it's only one neighborhood a month. Like they're releasing cities constantly, and there's new mm. communities in these new cities. Like twelve neighborhoods a year is staggeringly small like i can list easily 12 communities just off the top of my head and like half only half of those are like actually collections now so yeah and that's not even accounting for new communities coming out in the future so i really really do think that upland need to maybe to be honest i would i would say do one like do it in regions so like u.s mm. east u.s west like yep. midwest south america and do one of those per month like that you know that'd be like six per month i think that'd be more reasonable but yeah we'll see yeah well you you mentioned like the development progress of mid terrace well that's as soon as spark became available we would just flat out with building as much as we could as fast as we could i think i put with ucc contracts over 35 million upex into construction yeah, something like yeah. that um and, and you know for what because <laughs> well, like yeah it's well i always said that at the time look we we can only play with the hand that we're dealt we don't know where this is all headed but this is what we're doing that there, there was other projects that were took the opposite stance and we're like we're gonna step back and wait for more clarification you know that's is what it is. I think um, I think you're right that the current system, it's just bizarre that it it actively works against the people that have invested the most time, money, effort into the game. It's just and they're utterly usually bizarre. the ones with the strongest communities, which is supposed to be what this is all about. Yeah. Um, they there's no way that that formula is working as intended, and I've said that to the guys on the private chats before, and they've said we will look at it. So we'll see. I want to say that Portage Park has been screwed by the this yes. calculation really badly as well because yep. they yeah their community is incredible and they are just they've got like no hope at the moment. So there's something about the formula that's just not working right. Yes, absolutely. And I think it's all tied to Spark. I know um, a couple of weeks ago, I 
demolished a couple of buildings in Midtown Terrace to put them up in a different color scheme. And that jumped our score dramatically. If, if you look on <laughs> the, um, if you look at the worm that the Rock Drigo, the data he puts out, there was a big jump there. And that was just from rebuilding three properties. Um, nodes like Midtown Terrace, and I, I assume Holliswood is approaching this, this kind of point too, where we yeah, can't build any more in Midtown yeah. Terrace. I think we're about 60% built. So yeah. we've still got a little bit of room to play with, but we're getting very close. Um, yeah. yeah, so it's tricky. Yeah, so you, you just can't... We're, we're not playing the same game. We, we cannot compete against nodes that can... They can get the meta ventures. Sure, we can do that, which we've done. They yeah. can get the residents, which we can do, which we've done. Yeah. But we have far more spark hours invested... But that's not that doesn't appear to hold as much because weight as really... current spark hours. Yeah, yeah. And I, I do understand like a bit of weighting towards current spark weight, because it sort of shows that it's active yep. um, and, and all of that. But yeah, I mean, I've seen you I, I don't know if it's Rodrigo or whatever. Somebody had some amazing like visuals on your show, and yep. it Rock clearly Rigo. showed like it if you know nothing else mattered it was basically just active spark yep. um and that just doesn't it just doesn't seem right to me no there's there's something very flawed in the entire process um and that that's just for this if you want to call it this stage one of the node battle to get the yeah, collection yeah. but then you move on to stage two and i've talked about this uh, you know a fair bit on the other podcasts that i do um Okay, so Midtown Terrace, we eventually get a collection yes. and we get to the next stage. Okay, it's Midtown Terrace versus Holliswood. Well, right from the get-go, if Holliswood was at 70% developed, Midtown Terrace is in the 90s. <laughs> we, yeah. What and, are you going to do? <laughs> we can't do anything. Or if it's Holliswood versus some, like, what was the one just recently? Uh, was it St. James, I believe? St. Oh, James. Oh, yeah, what happened? Where did that come from? <laughs> well, they just invested. Well, they got a lot of many adventures, and they had a very active community, but they invested a crap load of Spark Hours, and they're just, their score went parabolic. Now, they've achieved collection status with, I think, under 20% developed. So if it's Holliswood versus St. James, you ain't got a yeah. hope in hell. It doesn't matter how many residents you've got. No, it's true. And yeah. um, it's a shame because I think Holliswood is, is like leading on residence. I pushed really hard for residence. That was sort of my angle. Um, yeah. I've got a lot of incentives on the go to try and make sure that people stick in Holliswood. I think, I think residence is like, it should be like a really important factor because yes. that's ultimately, you know, I think that's even more important than having lots of structures because it sort of shows like a like a wide variety of people are kind of engaging in your neighborhood. But but how, how would they balance that with the whole fact that you know you can switch your residence? You know, just... yeah, just like restrict it to I don't know. I mean, there's already there's already caps on it, but I don't know. Uplands are the clever ones; they can figure it out. I, I, I think <laughs> we should be something. able to. We should be able to have a primary and a secondary residence that holds maybe not the same weight, but very close to the same weight. Like I've, yeah. I, I, I tried to get involved with some of these other, like I'd love to go over and support, like I'd love to jump over and help. Like if Holliswood is neck and neck and, you know, you send me a DM, hey, can you help out? I'd love to jump over there. 
but you know, I'm the node manager of Mid Ten Terrace. I don't think it's a yeah, great. Exactly. Look. I'm, I'm never ever leaving Hollis. I'm the it's same. Just, yeah. It's just not possible, right? Yeah, like the, it's the not a good look. That would be absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, so I'm not leaving it. Um, but if so there I, was I, a I secondary residence opportunity that you could float about a bit yeah, more, totally, I'd do that. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, yeah, but I. Yeah, I mean, as you say, I think that's sort of the one, that's probably like one of the most pressing issues in Upland right now is what's going to happen in the second phase of the neighbourhood contests. Because, yep. yeah, I mean, you know, communities like Midtown Terrace could just get in a position where there is just a hard cap on what collection status they're able to achieve purely because they've invested too much before, too early right? yeah well I, is, I think that's if, if, really if, backward if if we manage to get the standard collection status i think that's what we're going to be limited to um yeah i don't see how you could possibly get it to limited with the rules as they currently are no so that, unless that... there's a heavy weighting for uh decor like outdoor decor like as that comes in maybe that could do it yeah you know, i had um hasn't blown up recently, but I had uh, the, I don't know, it was probably a couple of months ago, there was some chatter about, oh, it's not fair, Ben's stacking his node up full of decor. I'm like, what you mean? I'm doing the plan that I initially set out to do when this all came available. That that was always yeah. the plan. That's how Midtown Terrace started, was a holding ground for the assets for Samurai Aquatics and decor. So, um, But it doesn't really reflect it in the score. I'm sure it boosts it a bit, but it doesn't hold a candle to current spark chaos. So. No, yeah. something something to uh, definitely for Upland to think about. So you said um, Holliswood is floating around the the sixty percent mark. Um, are you yeah. finding that the the roadblock there is um, hodlers or people looking to take advantages of flip? Is that you can't get in contact with these people? I know in Midtown Terrace, the reason we can't really move anymore is because the ones that are undeveloped, the people aren't active anymore. Most of them. Yeah, it's. Um... Yeah, it's basically all of the above. <laughs> it's, I mean, we are we are steadily going up. Like we haven't really hit a massive roadblock yet. I think it's going to be quite tricky when we get to about 70, 75%. Yep. But we've still got a fair bit of leeway. Like we're still building like 20 structures. So we're, we've still got some ways to go. Um, but there's going to be like a limit and... Um, that's kind of, I tried to learn some lessons from that when I set up Fuller Park because I I basically secretly bought like tons of properties beforehand. And I said, this is going to be like a real, you know, equal opportunity community for everyone. I'm going to sell one property per person at floor price. So I'm not going to price gauge. It's basically going to make sure the floor doesn't go up because- mm. I'm selling them at 15,000 UPIX um, and one property each. So no hodlers, really. Um, no speculators. The, the floor price is still about that. Mm. Um, so I, I think that's been really, really successful, actually. Uh, so it, it's tricky. There's not many cities or neighborhoods that somebody could pull that off in. Um, but Fuller Park was like the absolute like dream scenario for setting something like that up mm. because... I managed to, I spent probably 2 million Upix in Fuller Park, maybe more, maybe mm. 3 million Upix. I bought all of these massive, like factory sized properties towards the north 
and the south. So you'll see in that big, yeah, that big corner in the southeast. I've got all of these large lads down there. Um, well, maybe not all of them, but most of them. Yep. There you yeah, go. Yeah. It's trying to load her up. Yep. Yeah, and then in the very north of the city, it's a similar situation. So, um, or the very north of the neighborhood. So I managed to get all of those. And then I probably got like a hundred properties just in this small neighborhood, like little ones. So yep. I just sort of like sold them to to community members. And it seems to be working, like people are building it. Um the the main objective of the yes, yeah, that's mine on the all of these factories oh, wow. are mine. Yep. Yeah. Um the idea is that I'm I'm sort of hoping that Upland's going to introduce the ability for people to stake on other people's factories, because that's kind yes. of the main gimmick of this neighborhood. Um, is that it's like a collective spark thing where you help build stuff and then you own a percentage of that product. So when we sell it in our own showrooms, like we split the revenue. That's kind of the idea. Yeah, um, yeah look at all these little factories. They're all mine. And then all these showrooms. And that's yours just on the north of the border. I've seen you. Yeah, I'm just here. Yeah, just over the border there. And probably you looked at this area the same as I did. If, if you're talking about the the looking ahead to the future of transportation mechanics kicking in well this massive highway runs right through the middle of your yeah, area it's full of power it? and yeah. it's right at the end or right next to me as well so yeah yeah it's that was really, one of the reasons really good spot yeah i love it um yeah you've, you've you've chosen a good spot there i couldn't i think there was that that one that like parking lot. I was thinking of minting that as well, but it looks oh, like yeah. somebody else got it. Yeah. Oh, I ran this area. Yeah, I looked at that too. With for like, I nearly went in as like a staging ground to stack decor, but then I looked the amount of room I got there. I'm never going to run out of it. So, yeah. Yes. I'm actually <laughs> oh, you're right to... next to the, uh, the 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 field up there. Yes. The landmark. So... That's very cool. But yeah, oh, right, that's yeah. that's kind of the idea with Fuller Park is it's going to be a real like manufacturing showroom experience. And I think Chicago in general, like when the transportation mechanics come in, like it's quite yes. a central point was yep. my was my logic. As you say, like you just you play it with what you understand at the time. Yep. And, you know, you and I, we do read everything that Upland puts out. We can make a pretty educated guess on like how we should be playing it. But yep you know the timings of it can be quite tricky like i you know probably jumped the gun a little bit on trying something ambitious like a community-owned factory node well um, it's I, I think i reached out to you at the time and i, I think i said yeah it's yeah you did it's a great idea but it's it's going to be really restricted without third-party staking and it, it's one of the things we we've seen this all through the ugc community where there, there's skilled people or there's people who are very interested to be a part of it but they don't have the five spark minimum to get going so yeah i hope that comes through sooner rather than later um yeah, yeah. i'm forever renting spark i'd love I've been doing that uh, privately recently to put up all these showrooms. I'd love to be able to have a layer one functionality to that. Like if you look at your Spark balance on your phone, there's a little section there on exchange. That's, yeah, yeah, it's there. Yeah. <laughs> so um, yeah, that that's kind of how it is. But it's it'll be interesting to um, see how that whole element of the game develops as time goes on. Yep. 
And yeah, I, I think you're dead right as because of Chicago's location, it's primed for a central opportunity. I'm, I'm actually, I just landed in Manhattan this morning because I have a, another showroom inaugurating in probably after we get done with this chat. I have to apply for a showroom there and then I'm going to get straight on the plane to Chicago. I'm actually going to apply for a second factory in Chicago as well. Just looking nice, ahead nice. to transportation, starting to plan ahead for when that all kicks in. Um, well, cool. what do you think about now? This is something that I wasn't aware of at the time because I've I started putting factories up all over the place. Now, my thinking at the time was okay, once transport transportation mechanics are kicked in, obviously, if my factory is in San Francisco, I don't want to have to freight all of that stuff to Chicago. So I'll have a factory in Chicago and I'll manufacture the products there. However, it turns out that if you have items that have been approved for your factory in Chicago, uh, in San Francisco, you can't manufacture those as well in Chicago. There, hmm. each factory can only manufacture its own set of items. So you've got more insight on this than I do, because I, like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's that's okay for me because I've got lots of little factories, so that actually yeah. works quite well. Yeah. Um, so but you would it's going to be an absolute mess like keeping track of it all because i've well, got like 10 factories like all in one little place well we've already seen this with lily field she's um she had approved items sent to the wrong factory the wrong address and she asked them to fix it up they said oh yeah fix it up but it was still at the wrong factory so yeah it, it can be a bit tricky yeah like four of mine the address is like neighbors to each other so that's just asking for mix-ups to happen <laughs> yes and it, it can be complicated too i know the the summer aquatics showroom in chicago if I give you the address, it doesn't send you to that address. It sends oh, you to yeah. two block and uh, not two blocks, two properties below it. I remember but, when the um, the Meta Ventures first came out, mm. and um, I think Uplando he had one of them in Fresno. Yes, and, yes, and like you know, poor Uplando, he had to do like a massive marketing effort just yeah. to get people to see where his Meta Venture was because when you typed it in, like the address. Like it didn't even come up like on mm. the search bar. You had to type something completely different. So, yeah, yeah. I think Upland have done a lot of work on improving that search bar recently. Um, yeah, well, we've seen a lot of pain points with that, with uh, the various tours that Upland gets put out. Like they haven't fact-checked the tour addresses themselves. They've just put it in there and everyone can't find the bloody thing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah so yeah. I think um in that situation, like in hindsight, for some of our items, you know, if it's the outdoor seating or whatever it is, well, it kind of makes sense that you would have maybe one color pattern of being manufactured in San Francisco. It can essentially be the same item, but it needs to be unique in some respects. So I don't know. I think there's, it's a bit silly in some regards. Like, you know, you think about the in real life situation. Well, not every single item is manufactured in one single factory in the entire globe. You know, they're, <laughs> yeah. They're all it's, over the place. I, I don't even understand why Upland would, like what their interest is in having that kind of restriction, aside from making people, I guess, increasing demand for larger properties so people build more factories. 
I think it's probably related to the complexities of the blockchain and having like specific mint numbers associated with different items. So you Ooh, imagine if you're okay. if you're manufacturing two of the same things in two factories, maybe that gets a bit messy on the the back end in the blockchain. So yeah, maybe I I, yeah. I don't know enough to say, but yeah, it could be. Yeah, so I, I do like the idea that. I could have some kind of items that were unique to the Chicago factory though. So I don't know. There's there's pros and cons to everything as always. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So that's what you've got going on with Hollis Wood and Fuller Park. Now you mentioned Genesis week at the start. Um, Maybe just as we kind of wrap up, because I know it's getting late for you. Um, you did go to Genesis Week number one, I believe, where you I were did. nominated for Player of the Year. Um, was. How was that whole experience? Fantastic. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, I, I went to Genesis Week number two, so that probably says enough about how much I enjoy Genesis Week number one. Yeah. Um, it's, there's just something about, it's just a very cool atmosphere. It's also a bit surreal because uh, obviously, <laughs> yeah i went there with my with my partner and i i said you know i do this upland thing and she knows like she sees me recording this stuff but i said like you know i've been nominated for player of the year and like i'm probably going to be recognized mm. but she wasn't expecting people to be like hey like can i have a That's photo awesome. with you yeah. like <laughs> it's just it's just a very only in upland yeah. could that ever be a thing like just a, a regular guy just like you know go to like the other side of the world almost and like people take photos with you it's a very very strange experience but um fantastic good fun and how, how did your partner embrace it all is she involved in upland or was it just all she has completely she new? has an account um yeah um she's i think she's currently building up a uh like an apartment no i think she's building a mansion somewhere in la um she doesn't have like that many properties um but appreciates the you know upland for what it is um but but doesn't yeah contribute a huge amount of time to it but um yeah i sort of got her in to it at least and um yeah i think i think the appeal of upland is quite easy to communicate like the fact that it's all kind of mapped to the real world like i was telling my dad about it and he he watches my videos and he really likes Upland, even though he doesn't have an account. Um, that's that's one of the reasons I'm so bullish on Upland in general, is I think compared to a lot of other um, Web3 games, like the, just the appeal of it, it's really easy to um, communicate. Like it just has that intrigue factor that it's all kind of real. Yeah. Um, yeah. Rather than like just some fantasy world. Yeah. But um, yeah, that's, that's kind of, yeah. That's why I think of that. But yeah, uh, Genesis Week in general, great atmosphere. Um, I would highly recommend anybody go if they have the opportunity because um, it is good fun. And in Genesis Week number two, I had the opportunity to um, sit next to Dirk uh, on, on my table for dinner. I had a really good, uh, interesting chat with him. He's a um, really interesting guy. His like long-term vision for Upland, you know, it's, it's actually beyond what anybody is imagining. Like, whatever you're imagining, he wants it to be more than that, okay? Cool. Um, whether he can pull it off, who knows? But it's the ambition is definitely there. 
All right. And is that um you you mentioned your partner and your your dad. Is is that the kind of vibe that you get from your wider circle of friends and family? I know it's in my case, so I talk to people and they just roll their eyes. They're like, What are you bloody playing with? Oh, now? I honestly I don't I don't tell anybody except yeah. people I'm very close with. Cool. Um, <laughs> it's it's got a certain it's it's a tricky I mean people hate the metaverse now i don't really talk about it in that frame i don't really say metaverse i, yep. I just sort of talk about what upland is as a game not as like an investment platform or, or anything like that um because i think and that's what upland itself wants us to think anyway it's a game right they want people to come in and actually enjoy interacting with it rather than because they think they can get something out of it yep. um yeah, or you know both um so yeah Really, there's only a handful of people I know who are familiar with Upland or my role in it. But yeah, those who I have spoken to seem pretty, pretty positive. Awesome. All right. Well, I really appreciate your time this evening. I know it's it's very late for you. We've kept you up. Um, all the best for Holliswood pushing for the neighborhood collection in November. Hopefully you managed to get over the line there. We'll oh, see how you. that plays um, out. Um, all the best for yourself as well. Thank you. You said you're not on Twitter, but obviously people can find you on YouTube, Upland Analysis, and you're all over Upland General. Um, I, I am. You can't miss me. I'm like, yeah, everywhere. So, <laughs> yeah, right. come say hi, please. No worries. All right. Well, I shall let you get back to sleep, or maybe you're going to dive over into Upland General and see if the fire has been put out. Yeah, I might need to check that. <laughs> all right. Thank you very much, mate. Thank you very much. If you have an Upland NFT or Metaverse product, service, or event to promote, or you're just someone engaged in Web3 who'd like to have a chat, send me, Ben68, a DM on Discord, or drop a YouTube comment to discuss and secure your spot. To get weekly entries in for a bunch of Upland-related prizes, including the 1 million UpX grand prize and other massive prizes in the last Upland Down Under podcast show of the year, then make sure you check out the Upland Down Under podcast. The final show of the year and those prize draws will be done on Wednesday, the 27th of December at about 7.30 p.m., Australian Eastern Standard Time. That's when we start to record. Uh, you do not have to be live to win a prize. So that means that including this week's podcast, you still have the opportunity to get your name into the draw list at least another six times. Don't let this chance pass you by. It just may be the easiest 1 million UPEX you ever earned yourself. There's um, details on how you can get in the mix weekly in the podcast. Later. This entertainment production is brought to you today by the Samurai Aquatics and Decor MetaVenture, one of the premier and original destinations for Upland UGC map assets in the Upland Metaverse. Samurai Aquatics is thrilled to offer an introductory price on selective items for a limited time only this November and December. First up, glide into the festive spirit with the magnificent Samurai Slay. Normally priced at 34,000 UPX, this season's must-have flex piece is available to you for just 29,000 UPX or 25 USD. And for those of you out there looking to add a touch of romantic style to your upland spaces, the Love Heart Jacuzzi is making a splash. Regularly $15, it can be yours for the introductory price of only $12 USD. This is a USD-only item and is the perfect asset for you to pretend to warm up those chilly upland evenings all by yourself or with your special someone or someone. Ooh, la, la. And lastly, don't miss the full set of five Christmas spirals, a colourful addition to any of your structures or blue pixels in the upland metaverse. Now at an exceptionally value of 90,000 UPEX or 75 USD, down from the regular price of 126,000 UPX or $126.
To reserve your set of Christmas spirals, you have to send a direct message to me, Ben68, on Discord. Sale is on now at 30 Aqua Vista Way in Midtown Terrace, San Francisco, and will expand to our other showrooms in the coming weeks. Remember, these exceptional deals are only available in November and December. Sorry, there was. Shitsurei, Tashimasu.